You're listening to... It doesn't matter what you think! The Sports Fellas Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Andres. We are back with episode number 48 of the Sports Fellas Podcast. Very close to hitting a milestone. And today, along with my co-host, Eric. How you doing, sir? Good, man. It's good to be back. You know, playoffs getting started. First day. Or well, second day, I guess, now. But... Technically, yeah. We're, we're missing the first half of the Lakers game for this, so hopefully we don't miss too much. Yeah, absolutely. And today I have a very special guest. He's the number one D'Angelo Russell fan on Twitter. My boy D. Ah, uh, that's that's dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> You're doing good, man. Nice to nice to finally get on the pod. I know we talked about this for for a while, so I'm really excited. Absolutely. So. Um, there's a lot to talk about, you know, but um, the weather's getting better. Um, obviously, Eric lives in Texas, but for yeah, for you and I, the weather's getting better. It's starting to look like spring finally. NBA playoffs, NFL draft around the corner. The Champions League is about to hit the semifinals. Baseball's back. NBA playoffs. I mean, there is so much to talk about. We got it covered over the next couple of weeks, but let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into it. So, Diab, obviously, you're the guest today. I got to put the spotlight on you. What star player has the most pressure in the playoffs right now and why it could be any player it could be a player on your own team like carl anthony towns it could be trey young on your other team but what player for you has the most pressure coming into these playoffs and why oh i think for me and i feel like hopefully this is the the easy answer they're all gonna have but it has to be joel Embiid. i mean he's the front runner for mvp hasn't made out the second round there's a lot going for him and i know the second round matchup's not looking good in case boston makes it out so he has a lot going for him but you know he's been labeled as top five player for a couple years now and you cannot be a top five and not make out the second round once there's multiple playoff failures um you could blame on doc rivers you could blame it on ben simmons but you know this is the year i mean james harden's a free agent this year as well so Whatever goes on in the playoffs, it has to go Philly's way. Otherwise, they could be looking at an early rebuild. So yeah, they, we, we talked about the process for so many years, and now this could potentially be the last year. Eric, what are your thoughts here? I don't know, he's right. I, I think the answer is a pretty easy Embiid. Like, they have a, they have a lot of pressure, especially with uh, them having to pay Maxi soon and him are, like reportedly getting the max or asking for the max, then Harden potentially leaving or not. Like, they just, they kind of have to make a big splash this year in the playoffs. Like, at least show something. If it's another second round exit, it's not, I don't know where they go from here, honestly. Like, you can't yeah. just run it back with the same lineup with, cause like, you're gonna lose Harden probably. You might not, but if you're giving Maxi the max, then you're not gonna keep Harden. If, like, you can't run it back with just Embiid, Maxi, and Tobias Harris and expect and PJ, to, and PJ Tucker. And expect PJ to Tucker. see more success. Like, I I think it has to be them, especially because this is what, the third year in a row that Sixers fans and big fans, even other people have been claiming that Embiid should win MVP, should be this, should be that. Well, he's finally going to win it, it seems like, based on like a lot of reported votes already. And if he again fizzles out in the second round, it's it's gonna be some pretty big discussions going on this offseason. But I'll just give another answer just so we don't have the exact same one. I'll say Jokic for my second one, just because if you're a two-time MVP, you're a top three again for MVP, and you have another offseason where you don't even make the final, or another playoffs where you don't even make the finals, I do think it's a bit different for him because he's at least made the Western Conference Finals. And 
I wouldn't say he has as much help as Embiid because I do think Harden alone is better than anyone Jokic has. And I think, like, I think if you look on the season, when Embiid is off the court versus when Jokic is off the court, it's pretty vastly different. But I still think, like, the easy answer just has to be Embiid. So I'd agree. Like, it, I don't know how you could have a different answer at this point, honestly. Yeah, I think I think my answer is also Joel Embiid. Just just because, like, when you break it down year by year, and this is his um, fifth year, I think, in the playoffs, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. His sixth year, excuse me, his sixth year in the playoffs. And if you break it down year by year, like, the excuses are always there. So 2018, 2018, okay, wasn't his best shot. But think about it. He was playing against Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, a young Jason Tatum, and a young Jalen Brown. That, that was probably his best shot, but I don't think that was his best shot. His best shot was the following year where he had Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick, Ben Simmons was playing really good, and Tobias Harris. So every single year, there's an excuse, right? So 2018, um, 2018, he got locked down by Al Horford. 2019, oh, it was a lucky shot by Kawhi. 2020, Ben Simmons was hurt. 2021, Doc Rivers. Last year, Joel Embiid was hurt. So there's just a consistency of Joel Embiid always being hurt come April, come May, and like the excuse is just coming out of full force. A lot of Embiid fans and like NBA fans per se do think that Joel Embiid should have three MVPs. How do you have three MVPs, you're considered the best in the world, quote unquote, and you can't get past the second round? Yeah, I mean, if you really look at it, I'll oh, go ahead. No, 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 you're good, go ahead, go ahead, you got it. Oh, I was going to say, if you look just down the list, I mean, you could go down to the top 15 players, and at least most of them, barring with Donovan Mitchell, have made made it to the conference finals. I mean, Trey Young's made it. Paul George recently made it with the Clippers. You got Jimmy Butler making the finals, making multiple ECF runs. I mean, the excuse is gone. So the Hawks series, actually, I feel like was his best chance. And he had multiple stinkers. I know Ben Simmons catches a lot of plenary, and so does Doc, but like, I mean, what was the game five? He went 0 for 12. Game four, he went like two for 10 in the second half. And we have Dom in the first half and disappeared the second half. I mean, if you're the best player in the world, you can't do that. We've seen players like Giannis get planted for less, or I mean, you could look across the board. Steph has gotten planted hard, and his own teammate has gotten a lot more slander, and he's made it a lot further than Embiid has multiple year, year in, year out. He's taken him to the WCF taking the Warriors to the absolute max, the KD Warriors at that. So, I mean, you just can't be considered this top five player if you can't do it. I mean, Luka did it. Luka did it, upset the Suns when no one thought he could. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, picked the Suns to win that series, not gonna lie. Like, but, if you said, yeah. oh, go ahead, Eric, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, even if you look at it though, he's played in four playoff series in the second round so far. He's made the second round four times. Granted, last year against the Heat, he was battling injuries. He missed two games. We all know kind of what he was dealing with. But if you look at his total career so far in the second rounds, he's never won a second round series and he's only averaging 23 points in it. Like, that's just not good enough. Like, the, his best one was definitely against the Hawks, which they should have beaten the Hawks. Like, I feel like we are like, oh, well, he played well, but they shouldn't. No, if you're, if you're arguably the best player in the world, if you should have three MVPs, you gotta win that series. Like, we gotta stop making that excuse. Like, I know we're not, but like, people gotta stop pretending like that's not important. Like, if you wanna be that guy, you win that series. Tatum, when he was younger, was winning that series. Tatum in his third year or whatever was doing better than what Embiid's been doing. And even last game, they won. They played very well against the Nets. I don't think anybody expects them to lose, but he wasn't even the best player on his team, arguably. He wasn't the best player on the court. Like, 
we just got to see more from him. I think like we're not seeing enough to justify all these regular season talks. And that's what gives me no faith in this team is Doc Rivers. I don't have any faith in him. Harden, as a Harden fan, I want to have faith in him, but I can't. He's and then just Embiid, not the same like, player, yeah. And then Embiid, we've seen it multiple times. Like, it's just hard to have faith in that team. And if they get, who would they get matched up with? Celtics next round? Bro. I don't see them beating yeah. the Celtics. Pack it up. Yeah, like it's it just if they beat the Celtics, then that 100% proves me wrong, and I will give him all the props. Yeah, that. I'm not. But I like, just don't see it happening. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm wrong, like in the circumstances. Yeah. But like, I really don't see a path for Philly to beat. Boston, bro. Like, if you want to, if you want to beat, well, they have to get back to second round to get to the yeah, Bucks. Yeah. If you want to beat Boston, you're gonna need like 2018 James Harden, and like we gotta call a spade a spade. He's not that same score anymore. Like he hasn't been for I want to say two years now because in 2021 with the Nets he was still killing. He was still killing. I, w- I would say personally, but what you're gonna depend on Tyrese Maxey to be your second best player against the Boston Celtics, bro. Boston Celtics are the first team in NBA history to have a top two offense and a top two defense, dude. Like, we're not talking about some overnight team, man. Like, people don't, people really don't get it, man. Like, the Celtics are really, really good, and that clouds their judgment on this shit. But anyways, um, a lot of people try to say Jokic has pressure, but I'm going to try to be as blunt as possible. So last year, they faced the Warriors, and they had me on the court. And they had, well, Eric, you might be a pure hooper. I don't know. They had me on the court against, no. against um, the Warriors. In 2021, they were going up against the Suns. They beat the Blazers. A lot of people picked the Blazers to win that, that first-round series. A lot of people said that the Blazers were going to beat the Nuggets. Then they lost to the Suns, who eventually made the finals. I know people are going to say that XYZ was injured, blah, blah, blah. They made the finals, whatever. In the bubble, they lost to the Lakers, who eventually won the championship. And in 2019, they lost to the Blazers in a seven-game series. Like, Jokic's playoff resume, per se, is really not bad. You know what I mean? Now, he, he's played well individually. He's played really well. Better than jo- Embiid, for sure. And I'm not yeah. going to say counting stats in basketball are everything because they're not, but, like, his numbers come playoff time, they're pretty disgusting. I don't know, uh, man. I, uh, I would say, though, uh, just to bounce off that, I do think Jokic has the clear second-most pressure because when I look across the other teams, either no one expects them to make it out the first round or, I mean, who else is there? Like, Jason Tatum? What, what pressure is there really for the Celtics? I mean... I'd say Jason Taylor might be third, but it's a very distant third. Like, if he doesn't make it, you know, maybe it might be the Suns. Maybe it's KD and the Suns. Maybe it's KD. Yeah. I mean, mean, it just has to be. He does have have that narrative of, like, trying to win without Steph that people still hold him to. Like, oh, he can't do anything without Steph. So, I guess he has that. Okay, well, here we go. We all know Andres (laughs) is a little KD hater. Listen, man, it's not hating of his facts, bro. Okay, who do you... I, didn't you pick the Suns to go pretty far though? So clearly you think you I, can. No, I, I picked the Clippers, but I like. Oh I, I'm, my I'm, God! I'm, okay. Me too. But me, me and Andres, we're the same. We're yeah, fans, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not even listen, playing. What all, do you mean? All, all, all serious, all serious, all trolling aside. But we'll, no, I, you know what? We'll wait to the predictions. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I want, I want to see how how upset you're gonna get. But oh, nonetheless, God. ladies and gentlemen, um, let us know who you think is the player that's under worst pressure. DG was supposed to be on this pod to defend him beat and I texted him and he didn't respond. So shout out to DG for that one. Um, he, a lot of people are saying Giannis has pressure. He already won a championship. He has no pressure whatsoever. Let's scroll down the list. So we got this, the Bucks are the one seed. They don't have pressure. Jason Tatum doesn't have pressure. The three seed is the Sixers. We already said they have pressure. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs, do they have pressure? Year one? I, I think they're pretty young, so I don't think the pressure is necessarily like mounted up yet. But if like we're three years from now and they're still 
first, second round and not do anything, I think then we can have questions. I do think, though, we got to say they have to beat the Knicks. If they don't do that, then it's a disappointment, I think. Okay. But Do you guys I, have – you guys, we all have the Cavs winning, right? Prior to game one, we all had the Cavs winning, correct? I have Cavs. Yeah, I picked probably Cavs probably in seven before, this, before game one anyway. I had Cavs so, yeah. in six. Yeah, okay. so okay. – I had Cavs in six, okay. but – I mean, I would say if Donovan Mitchell plays the way that he did game one and they end up losing, I don't think his pressure's as much. It would be more on Darius Garland or Evan Mobley. Uh, I thought he was due for a generational game yesterday, but it didn't even turn out that way. Yeah, well. Evan yeah. Mobley was getting praised pretty early on. Like, he was getting crowned already and everything. And to come out like that with Julius Randle playing that well and stuff, I don't know. He's got he's to gotta show a little more. But like we said, he's still young. So, yeah. you know, I don't think there's, like, a ton of pressure on him. It's just we're expecting to see more, kind of. Yeah, a lot of people were saying how um, Evan Mobley, like, he really didn't have a good game and stuff. So I wasn't able to watch the entire game. So a lot of people are saying that he was locking down to Julius Randle. And that's why Julius Randle shot, like, 7 of 25 or whatever it was. I think he shot really bad. But I know it was his first game back from an injury and everything. But let's go to the West. So Jokic, a lot of people are saying he has pressure. That's the number one seed. John Morant, I don't, the Grizzlies don't have pressure. They're they're a small market team. I don't really think that they have that pressure. Uh, no, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Because with him saying all the I'm fine out West stuff, he kind of has to that show up true. in the West. He needs that to show true. up in the West. To so do how far do the Grizzlies get? I think to, I think they need to make the West. If you're the second seed and you're talking about how you're fine out West, you at least got to make the Western Conference Finals. You can't be talking like the West is easy and, oh, I'm not worried, and then get bounced second round. Like, that's a bad look. Yeah. Okay. Sacramento, I don't think they're, – they're playing with house money because a lot of people are picking yeah. the Warriors, not me. Yeah. A lot of people are picking the – not me. Uh, the Suns, they have pressure. Obviously, the Clippers don't. The the Warriors, do they have pressure? No, they just won the championship. They have do the Clippers pressure. not have pressure? You don't think the Clippers have any pressure? I, I mean, so. you got the injury excuse another year. I mean, Paul George isn't going to play the whole first round. You're playing against KD. Although, I yeah. do think that... I don't even know if it's biased, but I think they should beat the Suns. I mean, the Suns have no wing defenders. You should be able to have your way. Uh, Kawhi could score buck for buck with KD. Uh, you just need someone to match the book and just kind of go for it. I, I trust Tyloo a lot more than Monty. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? I'm going I'm to come on and say it, bro. I think Kawhi should be guarding Booker. Because we know Kevin Durant is going to get his points one way or another. But I think the problem with that is you're... And I'm, I don't disagree with that at all. But I feel like... If you get into that where, like, you're putting Kawhi to guard, are you not arguably their best player? Okay, their second best player, Booker. You're you're expecting him to kind of carry on both ends because I don't see a scenario where Kawhi can go out and average 20 points and they win the series. He has to be pretty dominant on offense also. And if you're asking him to kind of lock down D-Book, you're asking a lot from him. But I don't think any one player, even Durant, is expected to do that much from the Suns. Like, I think they they might not have the depth, they might not have the wing defenders, but I think they can still go out. Durant can put up 25 games. D-Book can put up 25 games. Chris Paul could put up, like, what, 15 10, and 10, 12, 10, 12 and 10, 12, something yeah. like that. So, like, I think it's just, I feel like you could argue for sure the depth the Clippers have. But when you look at the top guys, which we know in the playoffs, stars is where it's at. Like, star right, power right, is what right. matters most. I'm going to add to that. Suns got that. Unless so, unless Paul George magically comes back and is just they, dominant again. They ruled him out, but yeah. So I, don't know, I just we'll, we'll see. Um, Lakers, do they have pressure? Uh, I think just because they're the Lakers, they always have pressure. But I don't think there's like 
Uh, but hey, listen, a lot of people are I, saying that they were going to get the sixth seed and they were going to go on this championship run, so... Okay, but to be fair, that's just Lakers fans being Lakers fans. Like, we all know. But I think it was only Lakers fans really saying that. Or LeBron fans. I think there's a little bit of pressure. I mean, LeBron's legacy is set. Like, it's all set and yeah. done. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You can't say anything, but if LeBron gets bounced out in the first round again, was it the second time in three years? First round, they lost to the Suns last year. They missed the playoffs this year. They get bounced in the first. I mean... It's not a good look. Yeah, because if you look at his, if like let's pretend they do lose uh, first round to the Grizzlies. I don't know. I don't know what y'all picked, but let's say they lose first round to the Grizzlies. His Lakers tenure is looking pretty rough, other than one 2020 ring, which granted a ring heals all. That's all that really matters. He got that ring, not the match, but all the other years he did absolutely nothing there. So that matters. Yeah. Like I still don't think there's as much pressure as like the Suns. We talked about the Sixers, but. I think it comes with when LeBron is on your team, when you're the Los Angeles Lakers, there's always going to be a time. When you pressure. when you rep the purple and gold. Yeah. Right. Stuff like I that. mean, he's, right. he's going to drop down the list of all-time Lakers. I know some people are trying to push him as, like, top three, but, like, come on now. LeBron's great, but one ring, when each, each star has brought, like, what, four or five rings there? Yeah. Literally multiple, yeah, because Magic did five, Kareem, Kareem. did with magic now, now bro even jerry west was pushing uh, jerry them west in the finals yeah. every year and stuff like that so like even jerry west we can argue some people say basketball back then doesn't count whatever that's a dumb argument to me but jerry west did his thing for the lakers shag got three yeah. cole got yeah cole yeah. Did, yeah yeah but i didn't really think about it like that they brought multiple kids wow yeah. i really didn't think about it like that huh. yeah so I mean, maybe look at the secondary guys pal just all too and like it took this long to hang the jerseys off like I don't know, man. Not a good look. Oof. Or for, okay. for AD, actually. AD, that is not a good look at all. Top 25 <laughs> player all time for this. Yeah, me and Anjas, we got certain opinions about uh, yeah, AD. Yeah. We're yeah, not, I mean, like, I don't know. D, yeah, we, 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 talk, we talk about, we yeah. about D-Shader all the yeah. time. So, we yeah. listen, man. So, oh, my God. Eric, you know what, Eric? I'll start with you. Do you want to go east or west? What do you want to start with? Oh, hold on. Uh, Before you get there, uh, you forgot one more team in the West, the Timberwolves. There is a lot of pressure on this and team. There's a lot. Really I think there's trade. a lot. There you is think a lot. so? You, get, you can't make yeah. that trade for Gobert and go all in and then absolutely shit the bed. Hold, hold, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The difference is Cat missed 50 games, though. I'm that, not, I listen, don't... Listen, there's no, there's no hypotheticals in sports. I get it. There's no way to tell that the Wolves would have a better record with Cat, but it's the first year, a new trade... Bench has been there for two or three years now. Like, I don't think there's pressure the first year. Now, in a couple of years, like like two years down the line, and the Wolves still haven't made the conference finals, then it's different. So, okay, then what about the same question for the Hawks then? They tr- traded a lot away for DeJounte Murray. Do you think they have any pressure because of that? I don't think the Hawks do, because when you make the trade for DeJounte Murray, you aren't expecting, like, he, he was just a step in the right direction. I exactly. think DeJounte is no more than but a third see, best player on a championship team. I think that's my problem with Rockets fans, is so many are like, oh, we don't have as many picks as the Pistons or as the Thunder, so we can't trade for a star like they can. How many times, realistically, what is the hit rate on trading, like, five-plus first-round picks for a star? How often does it actually work out? and oh, turn it into a championship. Like, there's, like AD, pretty much other than AD, how many times does it actually work? And that's because you had LeBron James already. 
So like you did it for Harden. Clearly that didn't work for uh, hey, hey, Nets. Hey now, hey Kawhi now. worked. Kawhi worked. Ka- well, Kawhi worked, and and CP3 to an extent worked because they they should have won the ring in 2018. So. But we didn't we didn't trade away that much. All in all honesty, we traded away like Patrick Beverly, like stuff like that. We traded away. Yeah, very and I think it was like two or, two or three first round picks. No, which I two? yeah, and I don't, I don't think that's as much as like the AD trade, the stuff like, and even Kawhi trade. They didn't really they gave up Demar Derozan, which is and big. A pick. But so, realistically, they got him pretty light. So well, you would say the Chris Paul trade worked out? That, I would that say so. I would say so. So then would you say the, I feel like in the same light, the Paul George trade worked out. I know you lost Shea, but the Clippers made it the furthest they ever had in franchise history. That was their first WCF uh, ever. I think I think the only, well, to, to answer your question, in a, in, a, in a sense, it did work out for the Clippers, right? You know what I mean? Like, they got Kawhi and Paul George. That's the problem. Like, a lot of people like to troll on Twitter, say, like, they trade all that shit away for Paul George. Like, no, it was for both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Shai, or Shea, however you guys want to pronounce it, Shea, his first year in OKC, he learned from Chris Paul. So, like, who knows if he's the star player that he is right now without Chris Paul and playing with Kawhi in LA. Like, that's just the truth. But Eric, to answer your question, the answer is Drew Holiday, as of the last five or six years. The Bucks gave up three okay. first-round yeah, picks and they won. That's, that's a fair one. But like, I, I guess I'm thinking a lot of Rockets fans, which I think this, I think it's okay to trade for a star, or however you want to classify them, when you're that one step away. I don't think the Hawks were that one step away. Like, I see so many Rockets fans saying we should trade away five young guys and five picks for Jalen Brown. We are so far from I've being to that thing. point where that's worth yeah. it. So like, I don't, under, I think the Lakers, when they did it for AD, they, if you got AD, you pair LeBron up with AD, that's the best duo in the league, you're right there. Like, I think different times, it makes sense, but when you're not close, and I don't think the Hawks were all that close, I, I'm realistically, I don't think the Timberwolves were all that close either. Like they could grow into it for sure. And that's why I might agree with you in three years, cause Cat is still relatively young, I guess. Ant is still young. But well, I think Kat's you gotta be 30. I think you gotta be that one step away. And I don't think those teams were. And that's why I don't understand those trades. That that's fair. I see I see both angles from it, to be honest. But uh anyway, like, we yeah. could another we, thing another thing was not to cut you off, my bad. Another thing was go. Celtics fans talking about um years ago, Diab can vouch for this. They wanted to trade Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal. What the hell is Bradley Beal gonna do yeah. for you next to Jason Tatum, dude? Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to say, I'm going to give my, like, a 30-second rant here. I do not feel bad for Bradley Beal at all. I hope he, yep. this is going to sound rude, I hope he rots in Washington. Don't sign a $250 million contract, whatever it was, and then request out instantly. Just admit you don't yep. care about winning. Take your money. Nobody blames you for taking the money. But stop sitting. Don't do it and then request a trade. That's why I don't understand how they in, introduced the Supermax because it's supposed to help small market teams. All it's done is get people to stay, sign the Supermax, and then and request they get trade immediately and put them a hole. Yeah. So like, it doesn't help at all. If anything, it screws them over. I just, I, I don't feel bad for Beal at all. I hope he stays there. I hope they don't get anything from him. I feel bad for Wizards fan, because all Wizards fans I know wanted them to hurry up and trade Beal, so they didn't do that, but they did it anyway. I don't understand their direction at all. It makes no sense to me. And that's why I don't expect them to be good anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. Bouncing off that too, I mean, to a degree, and I'm a big Dame fan. Andre, no, me and him are a big Dame guy, but you can't you can't have it the same way and expect the team that's never done anything around you to do something all of a sudden. And then, you know, Dame's having this whole pity fest to the media, like, oh, you know, if they're going to be rebuilding, like, it's just all this, like, hidden message stuff in between. It's like, just demand the trade. It's over. 
you know, some people they think Jalen Brown's gonna be the difference maker for for the Blazers, but what is that a first round exit next year? I, I'm, I'm so sick of like this. Like, I, I like loyalty and I can respect you being loyal, but don't, I don't know. There's a, a way there should be There movie. should be a category. For example, yeah. James Harden being loyal to Houston, that was yep. fine because he was a top five, top three player. Um, Bradley Beal, he is nowhere near top 30. It's crazy because years ago, um, Diab and I, we said that Anthony Edwards was better than Bradley Beal. Like, we did yep. said like, seriously. Like, <laughs> I, I think it was last year. When was the the rookie of the year two years ago so yeah last year we were yeah yeah so last year we were saying how ant was literally better than bradley beal and they thought we were crazy but look at him now except he had a rough playing game we gotta talk about that that was a rough playing. i mean yeah but at the same time we don't know if he's injured or not you know what i'm saying like listen he's i don't know i get i i guess i just don't see that like everyone's playing through injuries when you're this late to the season yeah Sometimes yeah I I, I I get it but we don't know what he's going through personally like i i i learned to stop in some situations criticizing athletes because like we don't know what's going on in their personal life like you know what i mean but eric so east or west talk to me oh we can start with east the east all right so (laughs) the first series is bucks heat good luck what do we have Uh, ds since you're the guest what do we have bro talk to me uh, I'll respect the Heat for one game. I think they they steal one, but it's Bucks in five. Now I don't think there's any chance in hell that they upset the Bucks in any way, shape, or form. Like it, it would it would take a, a Giannis injury for that to happen. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully not, man. I really don't think the Bucks are gonna beat the Celtics, man. I don't know a lot of a lot of people are saying it, but I I genuinely don't see it. Uh, Eric. Uh, I'm going to go with the same as him. I think y'all can win one game. I mean, I feel like I got to at least give Jimmy Butler his respect to get one game because we know how he comes out in the playoffs. But I just – that y'all's team sucks outside of a couple players. Like, it's rough. So, I just don't see it. I'm about to sip the culture, man. Are we ready? Oh, brother. Here we go. No, oh. I think I think it'll be Bucks in five. I think – I think – I think, however, I think our best chance at winning a game has to be today. The Bucks are rusty. We played two games in like five days. If we're gonna win a game this series, it has to be this afternoon because if not, like I don't know if you guys remember two years ago where we, we lost an OT on a Chris Middleton game winner and then we got smoked the next three games. So yeah. you you think winning today is easier than winning at home? If we're gonna win a game, it has to be today. If not, okay, then then in that same stance, then if y'all win today and go up 1-0 on the road. Do you think that actually gives y'all a realistic chance to keep pushing the series, or no? Do y'all still think? Do you still think it's over in five or six? It depends on how we come out because, like Max Struess, he really looked like Prime Ray Allen. Now <laughs> he looks insane in the playing game, you know. But yeah. the next game, he'll he'll look like I don't know Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So it all depends on if he he wants to show up. I mean, I just hate. So I'm glad we're not playing the Celtics because we would have gone to mullywop the same way the Hawks did. But at the same time, oh, people are gonna cut ass on Bam, and I just know it. Like I know exactly how this shit is gonna turn out. Bam is gonna average like 14 and 10, and then all the hero fans on Twitter are gonna be like, "Oh, trade Bam, bro!" They want to trade Bam for Bradley Beal because Bradley <laughs> Beal scores the basketball, dude. Like he had 17 rebounds, man, and he made the game-winning block. Like a lot of people, they criticize him for not getting rebounds in the first game. In the, in the second game, excuse me, against the Bulls, he grabbed 17 rebounds. He obviously didn't shoot as well at the rim because he was missing a lot of bunnies and stuff. And he still gets critiqued for not having 
20 points. Like, people want, like, Heat fans want him to be a 40-20 player, bro. Like, calm down. Seriously. But, yeah. But I do think Ben needs to show up because that Hawks game, that was absolutely embarrassing. I mean, Clint Capella looked like his father the whole the whole game, man. I, you know, what are you grinning actually... at, man? Fuck you. <laughs> you're, you're you're not wrong, DM. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But yeah, I mean, of all the Miami, I mean, since I'm Super Bowl fan, I don't like Jimmy. I absolutely hate him. I, I wish the worst on him every yeah, day. But like, it. yeah, but I respect him. I didn't respect him before, but after that finals run, like you can't say anything about that guy. He shows up in the playoffs. You, it's corny, but he got that dog in him for like people always say that. Yeah. And it's corny, but like it's true with him. He, bro, he shows when, up. When, when I too. saw when I saw that his hair wasn't braided, I was like, he's all business tonight. And he came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he came out and he had a 32. Listen, man, listen, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get into a. It's not gonna be a rant, but I'm gonna just say something real quick, man. Like, I don't take being in the playoffs for granted. You know what I mean? We in the 15 years that Spo has been in Miami, we've been in the playoffs 12 times. One of those times we missed the playoffs because Wade had a shoulder injury, and then the other time Bush had blood clots and Wade missed, I think, like 15, 20 games. I don't take being in the playoffs for granted at all because you could be like other fans and not gonna say any names, but you could be like other fans and miss the playoffs for a long time. I'm very thankful we're in the playoffs. I know we're gonna get smoked, but like we're not in a good place right now. We have no future. We have no present. We need to go out and get Damian Lillard. Somehow, some way, trade whatever it is besides Bam and Jimmy. Is that possible though? Can you do that? Like, do y'all have I enough think, picks? Like, I okay, think, let, let, who, I, what player specifically would you package that around? Uh, it has to be Tyler Hero. Yeah, it has to be Hero. You have to start with Tyler. So you go Tyler, Duncan, Caleb, uh, Kyle Lowry's an expiring, and I think we have three first round picks to offer. So I don't understand okay, why. That actually, that's actually not an awful trade, but. How many years left does Dame have? Like three or honest, he honest, I think he re-signed last year. Okay. So I think he has like three, four years left. So well, you keep you keep Struess, right? You get Dame. You have Dame, Struess, Jimmy. Go out and get PJ Washington and bam. Okay, and then who, who after them five? Hey, listen, me man. And, uh, that's, they got no. us three running the bench unit. They can they can they can have me out there running the bench, bro. You know <laughs> you know you know who's fireman Tyus Jones, bro. Okay. Bro, I love Tyus. Tyus loves Jimmy. Tyus is a Jimmy guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see, man. But like I said, I don't take being in the playoffs for granted. But right now, we are not in a good place at all. But nonetheless, yeah. that was uh, a mini rant. But back to the topic. Uh, the yeah, I'm sorry about the Hawks, man. But Hawks Celtics. <laughs> God. It's so bad. Um, I mean, I think we still won at home. Uh, the game was absolutely disgusting yesterday. I know Andre's talking on Twitter, so you probably think we shitting on DeAndre Hunter like the whole entire game. But I've been shitting on DeAndre. I've been shitting on Capella. Those two guys are absolutely nowhere to be found yesterday. And at least Bogey showed up in the second half to make it somewhat watchable. But, I mean, I think we just... Steal one bond if we probably get swept. It's not looking good. Um, but honestly, there are some good takeaways that I have, which is weird to say in a speech, but Jalen Johnson looked really good yesterday. I was I was pretty excited to see him playing. Play, I, don't, I don't know what to say about Trey. Uh, I'm starting to be a little bit of a doubter in how far he can truly take a franchise as the best player. DeJounte showed out. I was pretty happy to see how DeJounte played. And, that's kind of it. Quinn Snyder had a good second half, but 
it's a depressing series to watch. Not looking forward to it. So yeah, that's I guess that's another thing is what's the Hawks' future if they go out first round? Like where where can they try and build off this? Because do they have much cap space? Do they have much picks to trade anything for? Like what can they do? Um, in terms of our pick situation, I think we could trade like two picks. Um, not too sure exactly with it, but we do have a couple of young guys that might interest some team. I mean, DeAndre Hunter looked like shit, but I feel like if he goes <laughs> to a to a team like let's just say Utah, how much like Lori did, I feel like he would show out. I think Trey truly like limits his feeling in a way, which is kind of weird to say because Trey is like an amazing playmaker, makes everyone around him look better. I mean, he got John Collins what. 30, 40 million dollar year contract. Like that's absolutely insane to be doing something like that. And Clint Capella got paid because of him. So I don't know. I think you trade DeAndre Hunter or John Collins, one of them has to go. You put Jalen Johnson into the starting lineup and then you just try and find a third guy. I was honestly hoping we missed the play-ins and kind of go for a lottery pick. Me too. Yeah, this, because this draft is pretty good. So you could find, even like in the teens, you could find some good talent there. Oh, 100%. I mean, since we're doing mini rants today, that is the shit that really bothers me this season. There are so many mid-teams competing for a, what, the seventh, eighth seed, all the way until, like, the very last game. Like, okay, see, I get it. But, like, come on. Like, you have the most hype prospect in probably ever. Or if you want to say number two to LeBron, that's fine, too. But, like, Webinyama is, like, a generational talent. Yeah. And there's no one take from like it's just the Rockets who didn't really have a choice. They weren't competitive this year. It was very nasty to watch. Pistons could take that hurt. Yeah, Spurs and Pistons. I'm like, okay, the Magic probably look promising. That's nice, but they're gonna get a high lottery pick. Indiana yeah. for half the year. I don't know what the hell they were doing. I would just. Yeah, and that's why the Blazers are smart because they saw they didn't really have a chance to make like a deep run in the playoffs. And I, I get it for the Thunder. They're young. You know, you, tanking for another pick. You still have Chet coming in next year. You already got a lot of assets. I get trying to get the young guys experience and stuff, but the Blazers, they weren't going to make a deep run. I think, so they were smart to do that. And the only way maybe you could get Dame convinced to stay with a draft pick is if it's Wimbenyama. Like, if you pair Dame up with Wimbenyama, you could get something going there because that could be an insane duo. But other than that, I just, it was smart for them to tank, but also it doesn't mesh with your timeline really and dame's gonna probably want out if you're using that pick on a player actually instead of trading it away dame simons sharp jeremy grant wembe yama and cam reddish off the bench look at that sheesh solid 60. my my, my script writing is fire <laughs> um we get to sixers nets i mean oh wait i have i have celtics in five Same. i think i do i look think it might be a sweep though not gonna lie I don't yeah. bro. This, the Celtics are way too good, bro. They're disgusting. I really think they might sweep. Oh no. my god, Jalen Brown is absolutely. I'm a big Jalen Brown guy. I mean, for a while, I think a couple months, I had my my account name is Jalen Brown Santa account. Like, I switched up between him and Amp. But my god, bro, he was killing us. He was bailing Jason Tatum out too. He was kind of putting up a stinker that second half. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Celtics like took it down a notch like in the second half because like they they knew what they was, but. I'm I'm excited to see like how far they could get because I really think those settings will be in the finals again. Like, bro, like the East is really gonna be a breeze for them, bro. Like, Damn, this is just a breeze. Come on, give the Bucks some respect, bro. They'll yeah. they'll probably lose two games to the, the Bucks. Yeah, the, the Celtics will win in six, but like I'm talking about a breeze. Like they'll probably beat the Sixers in five. The Bucks series will probably go six, and then this series they'll probably sweep. So they'll lose like three games total. 
I mean, could could go the other way. Giannis took them all. What was it? Seven games last year. Yeah, Giannis is crazy, bro. I, me and you, like, I, I don't know about you, but I think he's the best player in the world still. So, like, I don't even think it's close to Giannis. I think Giannis just clears everyone else. Yeah. That's why I, I don't think you can just say like they're losing. I, I, I no, would call no, Giannis the, the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, like, look, look at the Bucks roster though. Bobby Portis is a lot better this year. Chris yeah. Middleton's not back into shape, but yeah. But who's guarding? Who's guarding Jason and Jalen though? You got you got Joe Ingles. Bro, Luke Kennard has been missing a lot of three pointers. That's not a good sign for Grizzlies. Joe Ingles not doing anything. Grayson Allen. You got Jay Crowder, Chris Jay Middleton Crowder coming up. Defend. I think Jay Crowder is a decent defender. Come Chris on. Middleton you, you, coming you up. You can't stop a superstar. Chris but. Middleton coming off injury. I mean, I don't know, man. But I don't. I don't want to get into that yet, obviously. Um, but season four. Next up, we got Sixers and Nets. I think we all agree that the Sixers are winning in five games. All in favor, say aye. Four or five. One of those. Okay. Yeah. Cavs Knicks. I my original prediction was Cavs in five. I might switch it to six because. The Knicks yesterday, they looked good. Jalen Brunson got into foul trouble, and they still won the game, which is a positive if you're a Knicks fan. You have your best player or second. For me personally, I'm, I, I don't think... I don't think... I think Julius Randle and Brunson, they, they exchanged all year who's better between who, but I do think in playoff, you need a bucket, and Julius Randle's coming off of injury. So just for that reason, I'm going to say Jalen Brunson is the best player on the Knicks right now. So Jalen Brunson, their best player, didn't play in the first half, and the Knicks still grinding out a, a win. Evan Mobley didn't look good. Um, Jared Allen did not look good at all. Uh, Okara White, Seti Osman, Donovan Mitchell is going to be Donovan Mitchell. He's one of the few players in the NBA that's a playoff riser. Like when the playoffs start, he's a riser. People are going to say the bubble, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. He's averaging 28.77 points, which is like top five all time, or top six, I think. I think he's underneath KD. Eric, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, maybe. I'm not sure. Last year, he kind of struggled a bit, too. It maybe weighed it down. I don't know. From last year. Well, he did I average. Think the graphic top five. Top five? Okay. What, okay. I think what, did he, what did he average last year? Against the uh, Mavericks? I think he did 25 or 26 a game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it was that bad. It might have been 24. Not going to lie. It might have been 24. Okay. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, he, he he's crazy when it comes to the playoffs. He's like Jimmy Butler, honestly. One of those guys who just, like, shows out when the playoffs come around steps up yeah. this game yeah so diab i know we don't like the knicks at all in the group chat but what do you got in this series oh i mean that, that was a tough game to watch that year. i thought the Cavs would kind of have it like five just like you did maybe six but i don't know man the knicks i this is really tough i feel like this is one of those it's, it's gonna go six either way so I think either the knicks take it in six or Cavs in six but if i'm gonna choose i'm picking Cavs in six Cavs in six. Okay. Eric? I originally picked, and I'll stick with it. I just picked Cavs in seven because I think Knicks, like, they, I think Cavs' bench is terrible. They, yeah, their bro. Bench is I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about benches because when we get to the Clippers' sons, I'm going to talk about benches. Like, because um, Dean Wade, come on, bro. Who, bro. who, who are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> yeah, who are these NPC players? Bro, like, and I think the six, I mean, the Knicks definitely have the advantage on the bench. And if Evan Mobley isn't gonna play up to expectations, which I know maybe it was harsh to have high expectations for a second year player, but we did because of what he showed us in the regular season. If yeah, he doesn't live up to those expectations. Of the year. Yeah, so if he doesn't live up to those expectations and Donovan Mitchell dominated, played crazy and they still lost. So it's kind of tough, but I still think at the end of the day, Garland, Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, I think there's still enough to win 
but I think it'll be. I think it might be the best first round series of the entire playoffs. Oof. Yeah. Both take. I think. Yeah. But no, 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 no. I think. I think minus Sacramento Golden State. Oh, I have a weird feeling about that series. I don't know. I think. I think just strictly because we know how the Warriors are when it comes to the playoffs. Keep in mind, we'll get to it in a bit. But I did pick Kings to win the series, and I'm sticking with Me it after too. Game One. Yeah. But we know how the Warriors are, and I just have a feeling there's going to be one or two games where Warriors just win by 25, 30. Because that's just what always happens. Bro, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know man. if there'll be any Cavs Knicks games that happen like that. I don't. I, well, well, we'll get to it when we talk about it. Um, yeah. Okay. So next we got Bucks, Cavs. I think the Bucks would win that series in six as well. Bucks who? Who Cavs? Oh, you're talking about like for the second round? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I'll go Bucks in five. I'm gonna be honest. I in just, five. Oof. That bench is rough for the Cavs. Like I think they can squeak past yeah. the Knicks, but I don't know if they're gonna get much farther. I mean, they're already kind of struggling with the Knicks. The Bucks yeah. are way better. They're more physical. I mean, I don't know. Evan Mobley's really good, but then the Bucks also have a defensive player league candidate. I mean, Brooke Lopez has been amazing. Giannis is one of the best, if not the best, help defender in the league. I mean, their whole starting lineup could lock up. You got, what, Drew? Drew Holiday could take Donovan Mitchell or Garland, take him just completely Oof. out of the game. What's you don't that think hat? so? No, no, no. I'm saying like, like oh. seeing seeing Drew switch on both, that might yeah. be bro. I don't like listen. Offense, the NBA is 70% offense, 30% defense. We get it. But when you see the players put on defense in master classes, it's a different feeling. Dude, it, that's why, man. Those grinded out like the game seven, 2016, 89-93. Those grinded out tough games where nobody scores for three straight minutes and then one bucket feels like the craziest. Like holy shit, they. Those are like the best type of games because you're so tense. Everything matters so much more. And don't get me wrong, I do love shootouts where like teams are just making shots and going crazy. But I don't know, there's something about those low scoring tough games that just are, I don't know, that's like what we grew up on kind of our era, like our 2010s, 2009. That's kind of what we grew up on. So I don't know, man. This isn't nostalgia, by the way, it's just facts. Um, <laughs> I, I need to think, has Donovan Mitchell faced a defender as good as Drew Holiday yet? Because uh, Robertson was hurt. Um, CP3 yeah. and Harden, they're not really, like, guard defenders. Um, 2020, the, the Nuggets, no. The Clippers, the Clippers were all switch defense. Not Last year, man, the Mavericks. nice. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Bro. You're talking bro. so highly yeah. about the Bucks. You're sleeping on them against the Celtics, nah, man. They are going to nah. – come on, bro. Nah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down, man. So we got – so we got – I got Bucks in six. You have Bucks in five. Diab? Got Bucks in five. Bucks in five? Okay. I, th I think they'll make quick work of them. Celtics, Sixers? Celtics in five, probably. <laughs> I don't nah, know. I just don't I see agree. I agree. Diab? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe six, but. Bro, James Harden think... in TD Garden? GG, bro. Man, that's tough. I mean, they're going to lose regardless. It's just tough to say five or six. I mean, if MB truly puts on a master class. Maybe pushes at six, but that's about it. You got Al Horford on the other side. That's the problem. Oh, bro. He terrorizes him. <laughs> Al Horford. Mark bro. It's, it's not good for him. Bro, it's just funny how the Sixers literally signed Horford to a max just for him to stop guarding him. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. really sad. And then Bucks Celtics. I have Celtics in six. 
Uh, I'm gonna go Bucks in seven. Okay. I'm going Bucks in six. I picked the Bucks to win the title in the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with it. Giannis yeah. Okay. Okay. And listen, if we all had the same picks, it would be boring. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the Bucks representing the East from two of our people, and I have the Celtics. <laughs> we are moving out west. Diab, since you're the guest, which series do you want to do first? Whichever one. It doesn't have to be in order. You pick a series. Oh, we could just start the first one. Uh, Nuggets and Wolves. Nuggets and Wolves. Okay. I got Nuggets and Wolves. <laughs> I got Nuggets and five, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Really? Five? I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Bro, you the got Nuggets and five, too? <laughs> Uh, what did I pick? Let me check what it, I picked Nuggets in seven. What? Really? Dude, I, I, I think I think Cat is gonna. They're not gonna be able to stop Cat scoring. I don't think they're not gonna be able to stop Jokic. But also, dude, I, look, I think Timberwolves can win the non-Jokic minutes, and that's important. Yeah, but how many to play Devil's Advocate? How many non-Jokic minutes will there be? That fat guy ain't gonna be playing every minute, bro. Come on now. Nah, He'll probably get tired at some point. Like, yeah. if, if the series goes seven, they I were they were coasting the second half, man. They're ready. I'm telling you, they're going to the finals. I think I they mean, do I mean, they win. The for a stretch, but I, I I think Timberwolves. Like, I I know how bad they looked in that play-in game, but I just think with the talent they have, and I think. Gobert, like Gobert did miss that playing game that they struggled into against the Lakers, which it wasn't even really, they, they were still in the game. And then Bro, when they did like, Gobert against three, the Thunder. Three of our top seven players. Like, yeah, but that's, so, like, but that's I, what I'm I, saying. I think they're so, pretty freaking good, man. It's funny when people try to say that Gobert doesn't have an impact when the Lakers were literally living in the paint. They had like, they shot 68% so at the cup, dude. But. So frustrating. Diab, what's your yeah. prediction? You could be a homer, bro. You could say, you could say Wolves oh, no. six. I'll, I'll be unbiased. Like, I think, I don't think we get gentlemen swept, though. I do think that we could take at least two from Denver. I got Nuggets in six, but if the series does go seven, I think the Timberwolves win it. Just because, I, I mean, the Nuggets defense does not scare me one bit. I mean, we have so many offensive talent. Like, who's guarding Cat? Aaron Gordon's not doing anything against Cat. Who's guarding Ants? Ants could put so much pressure at the rim. I think Jovic could be in foul trouble in a couple of games. I mean, if it was me and I was coaching, I would stagger Rudy and Kat and just make Jokic work for like at all times. Like he's gonna have to guard a Tommy and Rudy pick and roll, or he's gonna have to guard Kat at the perimeter and have Ant just you know cutting and all that stuff. Well, I think there's a path. It just it's it's very unfortunate that Jaden got injured. I feel like if Jaden was here, we'd have a way better chance. I would honestly go. Full bias, unbiased, it doesn't matter. I would have said that Bulls six before Jaden was healthy. If, I mean, if Jay was but, healthy, you guys would have probably man. beat the Lakers. Man, I will say though, we can say it for whatever reason because of the mile height, whatever. Playing in Denver is tough though. Teams can not like Denver protects that home court like crazy. So that's why I don't understand how why, Portland won that game seven. Bro. In in a game seven, it would be tough to go in there and win. I think I think Timberwolves cannot lose a road game or a home game this series. Like, they can't afford to lose a home game because it's going to be super tough in itself to go to Denver and win one game. So if you lose at home one game, that means you have to pick up two in Denver, and I don't see that happening. DF, how are tickets for the Wolves games? Have you looked them up or not yet? Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to games three and four, so. Oh, shoot. Okay. It's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I got a friend who got us tickets for game four. I'm trying to get my friends to uh, come with me to game three, so. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Enjoy that, but, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome. That's fire, man. 
Yeah. I was going to go to the Nets Sixers, and I'm like, they don't deserve my money. So. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pay it if it's like it'd be such a lopsided series. But, I mean, Jimbo's made the playoffs, like, what? Three times in my conscious lifetime or something like that? I mean, Probably, 2004, yeah, 20, they miss it. 2018 in the last two years. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, next series, Eric. Um, Grizzlies, Lakers. This is where it gets interesting on the pod because we all hate the Lakers and we all hate the Grizzlies. So. I hate the Lakers, man. Everyone on Twitter thinks that because I argue with Lakers. I don't hate the Lakers and I oh, like I, LeBron. I, I, it's just, I do. I think Lakers are getting overrated. Like, I just don't see them. Like, Lakers fans talking about how it's championship or bust. I don't see how you can say that. Y'all are not good enough to be considered a championship or bust team, yeah. I don't think. Like, I get you have LeBron, I get you have AD. But we got to be honest about this team. I picked the Grizzlies in seven in this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Grizzlies get them out quicker. I'm just not that high on the Lakers, man. I don't know. I just don't think they're all that. Bro, I'm watching the Grizzlies-Lakers game right now, and it's pretty crazy how many calls in the regular season don't get called the playoffs. Like, I know that was like a, like a myth and like a conspiracy theory, but like, I just saw, like, it's pretty funny. Um, well, I, if the NBA stuck to their guns and actually kept the rules change they started earlier no but then it was better it would be it would be exhausting i think but it's still like that's better basketball than that's fair 43 i don't know man and i don't want to sound like an old head or anything but it's just something nah go go for it because that was my complaint about the lakers wolves playing game that was absolutely nasty man cat getting five thousand like you can't play defense yeah i saw i saw someone argue they're like man the wolves shot twice as many free throws as in the first half meanwhile the Wolf shot two free throws or three free throws in the entire second half. Like it was, it was bullshit. It was three, and it was, it was the final by Conley. Yep. I was yeah. like, y'all are bullshit. Like y'all know the refs are gonna come around and help y'all out like they always do. That's why that graph, that little graph thing was going around of like difference between the differential. Free throws or so. Yeah, they were fucking a mile ahead of everyone else. They were three hundred above whoever's the second. That's like the I don't know who it was. Bro. Like come on. Oh, yeah, I, bro, I, I don't think Austin Reese has the craziest whistle I've ever seen in my life. For what an undrafted rookie, he has a he has a prime James Harden whistle. That is absolutely insane. And and I will say I do think, at, like I do think drawing fouls is a skill that some people are better at just embellishing contact stuff. But at some point, use it like, come on, bro. Like at some point, oh, that's how outrageous. I felt. That's how I felt about the Warriors Kings game. The Warriors were in the bonus with eight minutes left, and I was like, I I understand their fouls, but holy shit, dude. Dude, it's frustrating. Yeah. I do have Grizzlies and Yeah, I think I got that. Uh, let me double check. I keep forgetting what picks I made. Hey, yeah, I picked six. I picked Grizzlies and six. Yeah. I picked Grizzlies and six, too. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers somehow won the series just off the back of, you know, if LeBron turns back the clock. But, I mean, watching this game on the side right now, the Grizzlies are kind of having their way. So, yeah, I feel the, like the it just kind of remarkable. Yeah. Jaron Jackson... He's, I don't he's know, is he in foul trouble? trouble? I don't know. Nah, is nah, he in foul nah. trouble? Not yet, not yet. All right, yeah. So I think Jaron Jackson's honestly, him and Bane, I think those two specifically are the difference makers in the series. He has one foul at halftime, which is really good. Now he That's not be, bad at all. Now, now he could be shoving in the second half, very fire. <laughs> Sacramento, yeah. Golden State, this is a tricky series because everyone thinks that the four championships and the four championships and the four championships are going to help the Warriors win the series. I have Sacramento in six. They're going to win on the road. 
I got Sac in seven. Sacramento in seven. Oof. Game seven. seven. Oof. Yeah, man. I, I, I think the series is going all the way. I think it's going to be a good series, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm on the opposite end. I think it's going to be a hard series. I think each game could be close or the Warriors could blow them out a couple games. But I got Warriors in six. And I mean, I was pretty high on the Kings. Andre, I was in the group chat. I was pushing it way back in the offseason. Everyone's shitting on my, the Kings, like the same old Kings. And... I don't know if it's just the sympathy of like supporting another poverty franchise in the Timberwolves, but like, <laughs> I mean, they had a very low key, like really good off season. Kevin Herter was a good pickup. Keegan Murray, I kind of should have on the pick. I thought they should have went Jaden Ivey, but that obviously worked out. Malik Monk was a big pickup. So I, I think they had a great season. You know, they can't be mad on it. It's house money, but it's gonna be Warriors in six. They got the experience. Yeah, okay. it, it's hard to knock that. I mean, even last night, Steph was making some shots that were just crazy. Like, him and Bro, De'Aaron so, Fox he, going at it was so much fun to watch. He's so good, man. Like It's ridiculous. Like, he, like even, my, my dad doesn't watch that much basketball. Like, the only time he really – he'll never really go on and put on basketball. So, if I put on the game, he'll sit there and watch it with me sometimes. And he's always kind of like – He's a bit of an old head where he'll be like, that's a terrible shot if someone takes like a contested three because that's just, that is the NBA today, but he doesn't really like those shots. But when it's Steph, he goes, what the fuck, man? Like, he's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, it's just, you don't, and I even told him that. I was like saying how it's crazy how if you look at the best players in the world, Giannis, he's like seven foot. Durant, like seven foot. LeBron, like six nine, six ten. All these players are huge. And then you got Steph, who's like six three. And he goes, is he really only six three? Because I think he thought he was like six six, six seven. Like, dude, he is small, and he's still just doing all this. Dominant. I don't know. Even my dad, who hates the Warriors because we're Rockets fans, hate like all that. He still just can't help but like just be like enamored with stuff, like amazed with it because he's insane. It's crazy how De'Aaron Fox used to be in Lonzo Ball debates, and now he's doing this, man. My God, yeah, man, was... I've been, I've been preaching for years. De'Aaron Fox was, besides Mike Conley, to a certain point, but once Mike Conley finally made the All Star game, De'Aaron Fox became the most underrated player in the league. Like, do you remember the Ben Simmons trade stuff where they said they wouldn't trade Ben Simmons for De'Aaron Fox? Like, look how bad that looks now. Bro, you'd be lucky to even get D'Lo for Ben Simmons at this point. I yeah, I think Ben Simmons might be better than him. Not gonna lie. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. You said Ben Simmons I, better than D'Lo. Bro, there's bro. Ben Simmons he, isn't better than us three. Come on now. Okay, that's harsh. No. But Ben Simmons, is come not on, good, bro. He's a negative on offense. He's a negative. Let's let's not turn this into a Ben Simmons rant. But but um, better than D'Lo, I don't know if I can. Do if that. I if I didn't have my account suspended, I would literally say how how I pick, how I had bro because De'Aaron Fox he put 41 on UCLA in the in the tourney. I think he had like 16 points against Lonzo when he was guarding him. I. I'm very happy for, for De'Aaron Fox. And, oh, just so you guys know, Anthony Davis did get an injury heading into halftime, so we'll, we'll see about that. I, I just Dude, caught that. I tweeted. Andres, you know what yeah, yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I, that's not, I, Okay, this got taken out of context because I wasn't wishing injury on Anthony Davis. Keep that in mind. I wasn't wishing injury on it. But my main point was is that Lakers will find an excuse for why they don't win, Lakers fans. And I said, Anthony Davis is going to end up getting injured and we're going to have to hear about how Lakers claim they would have won it all if he was healthy. That's what I said. And everyone was like, oh, why are you wishing injury on him? It got bookmarked like 50 times. And I was like, if he stays healthy, I'm getting shredded. And he's already got a little bit. Come on, bro. Like, it was predictable. I I feel bad. I don't like injuries. It is. But... 
it is predictable. It is 100% predictable. And it's like, you can't even be labeled a hater anymore because it's like literally every other game he has a career ending injury. Every other game he's on the floor dying. It's bro. just, it's absolutely nuts, bro. Because like both Timberwolves games, the playing game, he got injured. And then the, what was it? What was the other game? The other Timberwolves game, the regular season one, the one that they, they won, he was on the floor for like two minutes and somehow comes back. Like, come on, man. Bro, this I guy, was, I, I, I was say, I'm I'm so pretty, close, I was getting shredded already by Lakers fans, like so mad at me. And I was like, damn, I was getting bookmarked hell. And one guy I follow, like I'm cool with, he just said, I just bookmarked it. So when he does get injured, I can laugh. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, so man, I'm not rooting for it's anything, like of course, never do. But it's yeah. just, it, it was predictable. Like there was no way this Lakers team was going to stay healthy for a whole playoff run. Even if this AD thing is just a little scratch, oh, he's back, second half, back next game. They're they just have not going to stay healthy. They bro. have their excuse, that's it. Yeah, and I don't know. I just yeah. don't see it. But back to the De'Aaron Fox thing, I am happy he's getting his flowers. He did, I even said this yesterday, he like went to high school 30 minutes from me. And I remember in college, I was friends with one guy who I would go to the rec and play basketball with him. Sometimes he would play better than me. But he talked about how in high school, he played against De'Aaron Fox. And he was like, he's going to be the best player in the NBA. Like, he was hyping him up so much. And just that, me and him talking about De'Aaron Fox every day pretty much made me become a bigger De'Aaron Fox fan. So I'm really happy to see him like falling out now like this. Like it, I hope he keeps growing as a player. And I'm excited to see how far he can go. If he could have hit his free throws, he would have had a 40-burger, man. That stinks. And he, what, tied second most ever in the playoff. Yeah, season. behind Luka. I think Luka, had, I think Luka had 41 in that first game against the Clippers. Luka, I think it was 42 Luka. And yeah. I think that's like top five. Oh, no, he got that golf. Yeah. Clippers, Suns. Oh, brother, here we go. Y'all go first. I just want to hear y'all's reasoning. You got Andres, you go first. And y'all can't use no Paul George fan as your excuse because he's not even playing. So come on. So, so, no, I'm, I'm a bigger Kawhi fan than Paul okay, George. Okay, same. I, Kawhi's, Kawhi's my like favorite my player of all player. time. He's like Kawhi's my second my favorite, favorite player of right all now. time. Love Fair. that guy. All right. Go ahead, Andres. You got it? Suns and six, sadly. Oh, shit. Oh, Let's go. Bad. I thought he was going to be that's on your bad. side. Let's go. All right. Kawhi. Yeah. I was going to kick you out of the Chris Paul group chat. Kawhi has never lost a series in under five games. So if this series goes to seven, I wouldn't be surprised. Is that true? He's never lost in this five? That's crazy. No, no. So last last year, he didn't play. 2021, he didn't play against the Suns. 2020, he lost in seven. 2019, he won the championship. 2018, he didn't play. 2017, he played the first game and then he got and injured. Then, yeah. 2016, they lost in six. 2015, they lost in seven against the wow, Clippers. that's crazy to think about. 2014, right. they won. 2013, they lost in seven to the Heat. And then, yeah. Damn. All right, fair enough. However, there is a path for the Clippers. The bench is not important come playoff time. I get it. But you look at the Suns bench and what is threatening about them. Terrence Ross, Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne, Bismack Biombo. Which Sounds one like of those dogs guys? to me? Sounds like dogs to me. Yeah, wait, I mean, in 2K, maybe. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. That's what that is. Ah, that's a bar. Right, fair enough. I set you up for that one. Whatever. That's a bar. On the other side, if if Lou plays his cards right, they the Clippers have a chance because they could play Man, Gordon, Kawhi, Rocco, Zubach. That's a good five to close a game out if you really think about it. 
Batum will Rocco? be. Do you say Rocco? Yeah, Rocco. Oh, okay. Maybe I heard that wrong. Never mind. Good. Anyways, I do think the Clippers have a path to win because their bench is much better than the Suns. I think Ty Lue is going to adjust. Like, he's going to adjust with every game. We know that, but the Clippers low-key have to win tonight. Like, obviously, this isn't a must-win game, but for the Clippers in this scenario, I think it might be. I expect Kawhi to come out firing. The Clippers are going to win tonight. I don't know about the rest of the games, but they'll win game one for sure. Guaranteed. You Clippers are... You, I, I don't think so, man. I think Suns win tonight. That's like, you can't guarantee that. Come on, bro. I feel like I feel we're, like we're gonna come back I, next week on this, and you're gonna be like, okay, I apologize. I, 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 you're gonna I, have I, to apologize. I feel like I feel like Charles Barkley right now guaranteeing that shit. But, yeah, I just want y'all know if Suns win tonight, that's the first thing that's gonna come out of his mouth before he even introduces the next podcast. He's gonna apologize. I, okay, I'll do. It. You got a deal. Right. You got a deal. deal. You got a deal. All right. All right. So Suns at six. But the Clippers do have a path. It's not going to be as lopsided because a lot of people are seeing Suns in four, Suns in five. Nah, I, I got oh, Suns in seven. No. I, think, I think I got Suns in seven. Suns in but, seven. But but what makes me nervous is Christopher Emmanuel Paul in a game seven because he will be limping. Up oh, you're talking to you're talking to the number one Chris Paul hater. So that's me, bro. I wow. What awesome, you brought a Chris Paul hater on here? What are you doing, man? What's wrong with that? Bro? We got it. <laughs> some, some correct perspective here. No, I'm a Chris Paul hater, but like a I mean, real hater. No, I, I really am. Andres knows. We argue about like probably twice a month at this point. At least. <laughs> yeah, bro. I root against Chris Paul. I I got some nasty nicknames for the guy. I'm not a fan whatsoever. He's the but, only reason I want Suns to win. Yeah, bro, I really, bro, I hate Devin Booker. I don't fuck with Kevin Durant. Chris Paul's Bucky, he's on their fucking team. Yeah, I was a KD fan, so I went and joined the Suns. So, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't yeah. Do you got Suns in six? Oh, actually, I'm going the other way. I got Clippers in six. I think I bro, really need the Clippers the Clip- to take back it. If the I'll Clippers win this series, man. If the Clippers win the series, they're going to the WCF. If Paul if George they, comes back, which he will, if the Clip, okay. So okay. you I don't see. Okay, okay. What if Nuggets play Suns? Who wins that? I think Denver. The Nuggets play this. I think the Suns win. I think the Suns. You think Denver's beating the, coverage? Why do you think the Denver? No, I think the Suns are. Me or Andres? Andres, yeah, Andres. No, I think I think Denver's beating both teams. Really? I think Denver's making the finals, bro. I'm being serious. Bro, so what's the point of doing NBA predictions if everyone's gonna have the same predictions? We're already different. What do you mean the same? We're no, no, no. All, but I'm talking about like, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the fact that people are like, oh, it's gonna be Warriors, Lakers, and Suns, Nuggets, and then it's gonna be Lakers, Suns oh. in the conference finals. Like, what's the, so? Then what's the point of you making NBA predictions? Oh Everyone, shit, yeah, I got Lakers losing first round, so, and I got Warriors. I'm losing talking about first round, no, so. no, no. I know, I know, but that's oh, us. just in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, just talking yeah. about like general terms. Like people are like, it oh, is boring. Bold, bold NBA predictions, and it's like Warriors. Warriors Boston in the finals, like dude. Right, yeah, that's up. like that's like picking number one seeds to make the final four in March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> like, those those are more like casual, you know, yeah. just seeing it through. Yeah, they got so, big fan bases. Eric, it's, you got the Suns. Don't watch other teams. Yeah, I'll go Suns. I think I had something seven. Yeah, I think Suns yeah, yeah, seven. seven. Okay, so then we got so Sacramento, Memphis. I have Sacramento. I got Memphis. I'll go Memphis. Yeah, I think. They're gonna be a little too much, which I think at the end of the day, if Sacramento makes it to the second round, 
that's still success for them because they're still pretty young and I'm glad you said nobody that. expected them to be else. like this. Nobody expected them to be this far. And if you beat the Warriors, this will be the first time in like what nine years the Warriors have lost in the West. Nine years. That's no? a success. That's a, that's a success to me. Yeah. Game okay. banner that one. Can we play devil's advocate now? Can you guarantee that the Kings get back to this point next season? No, I don't think. I don't think. I think people always do that too. He's like, oh, there's young. They'll be back. That is not how sports works. It's never been how sports work. It's always easy to say they'll be back here, but it just doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, I don't think they'd be a top three seed. I, I think they can sneak back into the playing area, seven through ten kind of range but I mean when I look at next year the only team that I think really threatens them to drop out of a playoff spot is either the Pelicans finally stay healthy and Zion finally has like a full run or OKC takes that leap because I'm expecting a big leap from OKC next year I think OKC is going to be an outright top six playoff team what do you, what do you think about the Rockets chances let me hear you <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> <laughs> Rockets next season, they're going to be the 14th seed. Next year, 15th seed. Like, I really Jesus have no Christ, dog. Bro, I, it is. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, Andres knows we have a Rockets fan in our group chat. His name's Hamza. You know, shout out Hamza if he's ever going to watch this. But, like, he is a big Rockets fan. No, 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 he's not a Rockets fan. He's a homer. He is a homer. He's, he's not a fan. He's a big homer. <laughs> big homer. We're having all these debates, like just over KPJ, just over the first few months, bro. I was saying KPJ was dog shit, and like, look at that—he's dog shit. I, I don't like watching him play. He's not a good point guard. Just throw that shit just that's, out that's the window. That's what I don't get, bro. Stop okay, so force him to be point guard. He could be like a small forward more than a point guard or something. Other than that, just ask him to score twenty a game, and that's it. But they are. I would just come off the out. bench. He's a six man. Bro, I, so I we'll really be talking about Steph. We'll be talking about Steph, and then he'll be like, okay, but did you know that James Harden dropped 54 points, 10 <laughs> yeah. rebounds, and 8 assists on January 17, 2018? And we're like, bro, Jesus. we're talking about Steph right Okay, now. I'm not even close to that, bad. If anything, yeah, I shit on Harden more than anything. Yeah, yeah, I remember bro. when you went viral. <laughs> it's... Bro, that tweet is still funny. I said, uh, I, whenever Harden pissed me off whenever he left, I said, I just want to thank Harden for eight years. What did I say? I was eight like, years, thank... eight years, and zero final appearance. We truly could have done was it that without you. you. <laughs> yeah, I was, was so that you? I yeah. That one of it, it went viral, didn't it? it? I don't know exactly how it did, but it, it did. It, <laughs> it was that was funny, man. I'm just okay. saying, bro, you're getting shit on. Then we got <laughs> so. So then we got Denver Phoenix. I have Denver. You guys probably have Phoenix. I know you both do. Yeah. Or Denver. I got oh. Phoenix. Yeah, I got Phoenix. Okay, so then we got Phoenix Memphis in the conference finals. I have Phoenix Sacramento. So that means Wait, you have Well no, I have Denver, Denver. Sacramento, yeah. excuse me. So I think Denver wins and makes the finals. I think Phoenix makes it. So you got Yeah. So you both have Phoenix Bucks. Wait, no, I thought you had Clippers winning, right? No, I have Suns and Oh, six. no, I, I had Clippers beating the yeah. Suns. So, yeah, so then you would have Clippers, Nuggets, and who would you have win that? Who's the second round? It's Clippers. Nuggets. Clippers, Nuggets, right? No, Clippers, Nuggets with Paul George back. Bro, the Nuggets own the Clippers, man. I, I'm sorry to say. I'm, you know what? Man, Fuck, Kawhi's I'm different, though. Kawhi is different, Clippers, bro. bro. I'm taking Clippers in six. Okay. He is. Playoff, uh, he's a playoff riser. Like so oh, Clippers, Grizzlies would be your Western Conference Finals? That'd be a fire series, honestly. That would be, and I think Clippers won that too. Okay, so then your finals is Clippers Bucks. 
Clippers Bucks. And mine's Suns Bucks. And I got Denver Boston. See, I brought a guest and we don't have the same pick. See? None now you're not. Do. Yeah. yeah, good. That's great. <laughs> I'm going Suns winning it all. Because partly because my Chris Paul bias. Bro, but okay, so this is oh, how I Celtic looked at it. Smoke them. This is how I look at it. Ready? If Chris Paul gets a ring, what does that do for his legacy? Like, are you genuinely asking, or is that like a? Yeah, I'm genuinely asking because I, it depends. It depends how he plays. If he goes out and puts up six points a game, it doesn't matter how many points. It, the ring is what matters. It don't mean a thing without the ring. Look I at Jason. Don't know if I agree look, with look at Jason Kidd, bro. Jason Kidd. They talk about him like he's he's a demigod because he won a ring being a six man. Yeah, for but the people Mavericks. also hate he Chris Paul. People didn't hate Jason. Bro. Yeah, he did take a team to the finals. He's done more by himself than. I don't want to hear it. Now it I am a, a Chris Paul fan, so I will say. I think Chris Paul's a top five point guard ever. Gonna just throw that well, out there. Well, he's he's top three, but that's what I'm saying. So a ring, a ring. Well, I, well, yeah. If he wins a ring, though, okay. Realistically, if he goes out there and puts up like 15, 15 and 10 per game this playoffs, and he shoots like 40 percent from three, like he's been doing all season, and he plays a good playoff series, and he like helps take them to the finals and they win. Man, I I think other than Magic and Steph, you could argue him over anyone. Well, that's but that's the point. I already have, I have him there. I have Zeke three. I have Zeke three. I have, I have Zeke is fine three, but if Chris Paul does this, I think there's got to be an argument for him. I have Chris Paul at three, and then I have Chris Paul at three. So for me personally, I don't think Chris Paul moves up in the rankings all time. So what's a ring gonna do for him? Nothing. I mean, maybe not in point guard rankings, but in but also we don't have to just sit here and talk about it in a rankings aspect. We can talk about it in a. Chris Paul needs a goddamn ring aspect well, because okay, he doesn't but, have one because he's always getting injured or fucking up the playoffs. So bro, finally Suns, to see him not do that, regardless of Durant or not, would be a blessing. That's that's a fair argument. But like I said, a ring for his legacy, like it doesn't make him worse than a top three point guard of all time. It doesn't make him worse than a but top I think, I think it still time. definitely matters to his legacy. Like, I think it has to matter. He's one of those players that deserves a ring. I get it. I understand yeah. that. But like, it's not the point of like, oh, he no, needs he a ring. Think- to some- Exactly. Oh, get, that, get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> this is your fault, Ron. Just... Well, no, it's oh. not much. Bro, this hey, is... man, if the Clippers win a ring, bro, I'm, I'm You're sleeping well. All my You're... Russ hate. Russ is going to be a top three point guard. Russell, I'm not a Russ fan. I'm not a Russ fan. But if the Clippers win, I'm pushing everything. Russell, Russell Westbrook is better than Chris Paul all time. <laughs> he would say would Chris Paul is not top three if he wins ring, but Russ is top three if he does. Come on, man. Who's who's who do you have higher right now, Chris Paul or Russ? Right now, all time. Yeah. If you say, bro, why are you thinking you Chris, about it? Don't be that guy. I'm trying not to be biased, but I'm, bro, the MVP is big. The MVP it has to be like a but big. But 2008, athlete. Chris Paul should have won that shit, man. I don't care what anyone says. He should have, but like you know, there should have been. Russ has the hardware. It's hanging in his house. Like, <laughs> Look, Eric doesn't even know what to say. Well, what if, I mean, fuck the voters, man. This is some bullshit. I think I'm going to lean Chris Paul. I don't like it. I think Russ is going to have a wildly disrespected end to his career, especially joining the Lakers. I think that really tarnished his legacy. He would have thrived if they had some success there. I think they really would have pushed that. He's better than Chris Paul, top four, top five, PG all time. But unfortunately not. Um, you know what yeah, would be fire, that, bro? If the Lakers lose in the first round and the Clippers beat the Suns, that would be fire. Well, I would. Agree yep. or disagree, but. What do you mean? 
Uh, I don't want to see no. Chris Paul lose to Russell Westbrook again. No, I don't even hate. I don't even hate Russell Westbrook. But I know for a up. fact the Westbrook era on freaking Twitter would right. not leave me alone. He's, if that he's the worst. He hates Chris Paul, and he knows I like him, and he will not leave me. Bro, yeah, not I can't. I, I, I keep forget. I keep forgetting you can't root for the Clippers. I'll have to step in if that happens. We'll see. But <laughs> but I do. I will say though, I am a very big Kawhi fan, and I yeah. For yes, you so want him to long, average forty and lose. up until up until I could no longer like really do it because he was always missing games. I was pushing Kawhi as the best player in the world for so long. I remember yeah. Tatum. Well, Tatum is better than him, but like. Come playoff time, I still want Kawhi. Is he? Is he? Is he? Tatum, Tatum's on a really stacked team. I like Tatum. I'm, I'm a big Tatum guy. I'm a big Jalen Brown guy. I'm not a Celtic guy, but I like. Bro, you know what sucks, Dev? The fact that you can't hate on the Celtics, man. Like, like they're not like th- this team is like likable, bro. They are likable, except for Marcus Smart, bro. That dude just flops hell out of. Oh my god, bro! It pissed me off, man. Right, I'm, like glad, I'm glad he's been. I'm, I'm glad he's been asked this year. Not gonna lie. Because a lot of Celtics yeah. fans also agree that he has been good. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, oh, those man. are our predictions. Eric has Suns Bucks. Dieb has Clippers Bucks. I got Denver Baston. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Moving on to the last topic. I mean, this is not really a topic. We're just going to talk about it real quick. Let's talk about Ismael Adesanya. What a card. What a fight. I don't know if any anyone was expecting that. I know Eric was caught off guard because he said, I thought Adesanya would win, but blank. He's going to fill in the blank. But Diab, this looked like a must win for Adesanya. What did you see in this quick two rounds? Oh, my God. I was... I, I thought Adesanya would win, too. But I thought the fight would have lasted a lot longer. And the way that Alex was just... He was sticking around that first round. Like, I actually thought that he was going to put up a real fight. But the difference that I saw in this fight and the first fight is like, Izzy looked like the lights were just too bright that first fight. Like he actually looked scared. He wasn't doing his like usual cock stick or any of that type of stuff. So, I mean, from then, I didn't expect him to lose, but like, you know, the whole world was shocked when he lost. Because I don't know, the, the past few months of UFC in general have actually been crazy between Uzman losing, Izzy losing. Um, you know. It's just that's just the sport. Rough. It's very rough because they're like two of my favorite tough. fighters. So seeing them lose, it was a horrible year for me in UFC. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was very unfortunate. And the way that Usman lost his rematch, you know, I said, "Damn, bro, if Izzy loses his, I don't know what to do." <laughs> but I do like Alex Pereira. I really do like the way that he fights, and it's nice, man. It's nice to have a nice storyline going on because yeah. this is a pure. Like, not even just the UFC thing goes all the way back to kickboxing. I mean, they have a rivalry going that far back. This guy owns Izzy, who's been owning his division the UFC for how many years now at this point? Like, it's absolutely insane. But I saw the the confidence back in Izzy, like, off the bat. So I, I really had a good feeling about it. Until the end, though, he really caught me playing possum. I actually thought he was going to get knocked out. Well, Bro. I, the saddest moment I've ever had watching UFC is I'm watching on an illegal stream because I'm not spending no $80 on a pay-per-view. And I wasn't out with friends this time watching it. I was at home because I had to be up early the next morning, whatever. I was watching the fight. My stream buffers. I am tr- I'm like, I'm loading into the next one. I'm like, because whenever it did like freeze, no, no, like a, no action was happening at that point. They're kind of just standing in the middle. 
then my stream buffers and I'm refreshing it and the Wi-Fi was kind of acting slow so it's just loading it and so I go to the U my UFC group chat real quick and I click on it and they're all going nuts and I'm like oh hell no so I missed the knockout live the saddest moment ever I went I've gone back and watched the fight like five times though since and just seen it over and over and me and my friend talked on the phone for like half an hour going nuts about it and everything but man I'm so happy when I was so nervous yeah. bro I feel so like everyone was nervous about this fight, though. Like, the people that had Asanya were like, bro, like, it can't happen again. Like, there's no way. You know what I mean? Dude. <laughs> and so, I did think Israel Asanya was going to win. But, and I mentioned it, I was very scared. So, my favorite UFC fighter ever is Daniel Cormier. I, if you watch Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Miocic 2, Daniel Cormier is winning the fight pretty handily. Like, he's probably up 2-1, 3-0, and he's winning the fourth round. Then, in the middle of the fourth round, Stipe makes an adjustment and just starts going to the body, knocks him out. So, Daniel looks like the better fighter, ends up getting knocked out. And then they fight a third time, and everyone kind of goes into that, like, well, Cormier looks like the better fighter. He knocked him out time four. He'll probably win. He gets outclassed. Then you look at Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards. Kamar Usman looks like the better fighter in the second one. He's dominating the whole time, gets knocked out. Everyone goes into the third fight. Oh, well, he'll probably just dominate again. He gets outclassed. So I thought there was a pattern and it was gonna happen with Adesanya too. And I was so nervous that Pereira was just gonna outclass him. But in my head, I was like, I can't not pick Adesanya just because of everything he's shown up to that point. He has earned the right to be the pick still. So I went with him and thank God I did. He was, bro, I was so happy. And whenever I was talking to my friend on the phone, he was even like, dude, it was like a movie knockout. Like he just was covered up and then one punch, another punch out. And he was like, and his celebration yep. was cold. Like everything, even him Don't pointing watch. to his uh, Pereira's his son. son. Yeah, that's what dude, I was gonna say, bro. That everything was, the... was so cold about that moment. And I will say Pereira, or not Pereira, Adesanya, he was different leading up to this fight. The way he reminded me of was when he, before the Paulo Costa fight. He had that like look in his eyes. He was no messing around. He was so serious. That's how he was before the Paulo Costa one. You could tell he did not like Paulo Costa. You could tell him and Pereira. It seems like I mean I don't think there's any like real it's bad blood there. Yeah, but you could tell in the ring they don't like each other and they butt heads a lot. So it just seemed like that same type of dynamic and. Dude, I'm so excited to see where he goes from here. That's what they even asked him. They were like, does this feel as good as the first time? He goes, it's even better. Like, oh, I'm so hyped just thinking about it again. Fuck, I love UFC so much, man. So good. It's so nice. Because, I mean, like, you know, I, I assume that you probably watched editing. I know Andres watches it. Like, you could kind of tell the script. Like, there's the, the leading up to it, the writing, all that stuff, the foreshadowing. But UFC is just like anyone could win on a given night like a knockout could come like no one thought that Leon Edwards was gonna be the one to to upset Usman twice now like that was I did not see that coming I thought Usman had a chokehold on the division like it was just hits to take but you know sometimes it just happens and I feel like this is good for Izzy to honestly lose that fight because his last couple of fights have honestly been boring yeah like yeah, yeah. That was not like the they've been like Izzy more more defensive yeah and he came out firing yeah, from like the first minute Yep. It was all points based his last few fights. Now he's just actually going straight up for the dominant win. And like, what a perfect way to do it other than like knocking him out and finally beat him. Like, it was perfect. It was a movie ending. Um, I guess my only takeaway is I wonder if Alex Perry even has like a chin like at all. He, he kind of ate that and just like he dropped. went down. Like, 
that's yeah. the first time we've really seen him get hit in the UFC. And I mean, because even if you think back to the, their first fight, at the end of the first round, he almost got knocked. If that first round was 10 seconds yep. longer, he's done. He would have got knocked out, yep. So, like, I, and I will say, one, two takeaways from Ferreira. One, his leg kicks are some of the best I've ever seen. He's deadly with those. He's so quick with them. It's like, it seems like no fighter can read them. He just pops them out so quick. And two, I'm really excited to see him because he's moving up to 205, moving up to light heavyweight. So, and I think light heavyweight is definitely in a position right now where he can come in and kind of take over. There's some dogs, like I think Yuri, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Pro Cut, something crazy. All these names he has. But I think he's really good. Um, there's some good guys in 205, but I could see Pereira coming in and getting that belt pretty soon. So I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Super excited to see where Adesanya, who he fights next, because I know Kamza Shimaev is talking about how he deserves the next one. I don't. I think he needs to get one more win before he's earned the title shot. Mm-hmm. But Kamza Shimaev is scary, so we'll see how that goes. I, I'm he excited is. though. That's, I'm, that's I'm super what I'm excited for too. Yeah, uh, the UFC's in a good spot right now. They've been putting out some good fights lately. And boxing's about to be in a good spot, too. So. Dude, yeah, Haney, Loma, and uh, Tank Garcia coming up soon. That's gonna be I think Tank Garcia's yeah. next weekend, no? Yeah, it's on the 22nd. Yeah, that's next Saturday. One thing boxing needs to work on is marketing their stars. Like, it is not how it used to be. Dana can market, like, the fun. I mean, look at Conor McGregor. Like, that's probably the massive star. Exactly for such a small promotion too. Like he just blew it up. Like that's absolutely insane. You don't really see that from boxing. Like it takes a lot of years for them to finally get a hang of like who's fighting. It's not like before where there's like, I mean I know it's like back in the '60s, but like Muhammad Ali's like you don't really have that. You don't have Mike Tyson's like you don't have that draw that like draws a whole audience into. I guess the last one was probably like Canelo, to be honest. Yeah, really, huge. I do think also. But it wasn't to that is, degree, though. No, it definitely wasn't. I do think part of the problem is in UFC, it's like all the big stars want to fight each other. They're like, you're the best. I want to fight you. You're the best. In boxing, it's really a lot of waiting. And usually, not every time, but a lot of times, the fight that you want to see doesn't happen to like five years after when it should. And by then, all the hype has kind of died off already. So it's like, I think they just need the fight scheduling is a bit off. That's why I'm happy Tank Garcia is happening because this is pretty early. Like people haven't been asking for Tank Garcia that long, and it's already happening. Hain, uh, Devin Haney and Loma, that's a good fight coming up. So they're doing good right now with getting the fights off. And Canelo, he might fight Bivol again. That's like they, they they got some good fights coming up. So I'm excited. Even women's boxing has kind of been going crazy lately. The thing about the the Adesanya fight that I like the most, I'm, I mean, I mean, it's in the nicest way possible. When he like um, punked his son, like, bro, like he really played up. That, I, I loved oh, it too, bro. Dirty man. Bro, it, it was dirty. Don't little, get... little son was doing that shit in the ring in front of him. Like, come on, bro. You 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 deserve it. Every the the referee looked at him like, is he okay? <laughs> he got right back. That's up, the entertainment bro. aspect of the UFC. That's the shit that makes it marketable. People yeah. want to see that, like. You know, he can't be a nice guy forever. Yeah, I agree. Oh, bro. But Sports what, need it, Izzy. But that's what I'm saying. So, so um, Thibaut Courtois, he's the, he's the goalkeeper for Real Madrid. Um, he said, he said we have to focus on Wednesday's game. Some teams just play from Saturday to Saturday, making fun of Barcelona. So then Barca fans came out and said, oh, humble yourself, this and that, blah, blah. And I'm like, you guys want El Clasico to be a full of shit talking. It's what it mm-hmm. used to be. And now you're crying out where Courtois making fun of Barcelona for only playing the league and getting 
eliminated from the UCL and Copa, but yeah. But fans, all, fans always want sports to be tough and oh, we want it, like the old days, but when it does, it's all oh, he has no class. Come on, bro. Like, like for women's March Madness, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese going at it, oh that brought more gosh. eyes to women's college basketball than ever before, I think. And some people were like staying yep. out of classes. No, let them go at it. Next year, I'm going to be locked into college women's basketball, bro. I'm locked in now. And it's because of stuff like that. So I love it. I hope they more of it. Bring, bring back Reese real- makes sports. Facts. Bring, bring back real hate. We need it. No, yeah, we need Red Sox, yeah. Yankees early hate, like how they used to be and stuff like that. Well, the, the Yankees don't win championships anymore. So. Oh my! You know what? You know what else is nasty about that? Like you see a lot of Lakers fans, LeBron fans, and are also Celtics fans too. Like, my God, bro! Rivalries are dead in that game. Yeah, it's it is. Like, what is there? The Grizzlies and Warriors are so lopsided. It's not really a rivalry. Lakers Celtics doesn't really. Like you're just pushing at this point. Yeah, like you could tell, like they don't go for the kill. Like LeBron and Tatum are cool. You don't, you don't see any real hate. Bro, you see Draymond. Draymond you saw Draymond um, pick up Deuce after a Celtics Warriors game in February. Like he was like looking for him and shit. Like, bro, what? Like, bring back the hate. <laughs> we need, we need the hate. Yeah, bring back uh, the good old days, man. No, I, I, I'm, I'm totally kidding with that, but. Uh, I'm half joking. <laughs> the Grizzlies are being like that, though. The Grizzlies are pretty yeah. hated. Oh, damn, yeah, down. But I like it. Be the villain. Nah, Who man. Cares? Nah, but they're not a villain, bro. The last villain was like right. Miami LeBron, dude. Literally. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Warriors. I mean, there's, 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 there's Katie wasn't yeah. even a villain, bro. No, Katie. Katie Warriors were kind of a villain. No, but that was the that was because of Steph, not because of KD. KD wasn't no villain, man. Man, you that put was KD. You, you put KD. KD. You, you put KD in the octagon with like Hawkeye or like. What or, the? He, the Hawk, Hawkeye winning, bro. That's how. All right, that's enough for that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been everything for episode forty-eight of the Sports Plus Podcast. Diab, I want to thank you for coming on and um. I hope Absolutely, your Ramadan man. has treated you well. Um, happy early festivities. I know it's over on Thursday. So, Eric, any final thoughts? Um, well, after the Suns win tonight, I will be texting you. That is so, all. And if they don't win, then I'm ignoring any message from you. You mean the same way you did when Real Madrid won this past week? No, I responded. Nah, nah I want to But hear also... We're a Mickey Mouse team. We're trash. So yeah. you, you're, that's like beating my local high school team. You know what I say to that? Rest in piss. Oh, yeah. actually, this is a side note. Completely yeah, unrelated. I just want to say how funny it is. I looked up. I want to put shame to them real quick. Bunch of 17-year-olds. I looked up my local, like the high school I went to, Waller. I looked up their basketball team's record. They're 2-31. and 31. That's fire, bro. Like, have some shame. Good lord. What are y'all doing? Start bro, taking steroids. You gotta do something. The program at y'all gotta do something. Nasty. This is ridiculous. Two and they, thirty-one. They, bro, they're they're taking for women Yama, man. Be nice. <laughs> bro, it's rough, man. <laughs> do you have any final thoughts? Uh yeah, Wolves in six, man. Oh, that's that's it, man. Wolves okay. are taking dub. Denver will get exposed. Andres, remember this take. We'll talk about it in the chat later. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to like, share, comment, subscribe on the Sports Fellas podcast. We are now on YouTube and every other platform you could think of. So we want to thank you and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.